0: Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio
1: Hour. Welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and I am in the studio joined by my good friend Coach Mike. Good afternoon, Coach. Good afternoon. It is Thursday, May 11th and uh we've had a little rain around the columbia area throughout the day but nothing really major just a few sprinkles here and there something to give the flowers and the grass a little Little, drink
2: little Uh, little little knock the dust off that's right that's right And, and
1: and green it up freshen it up and it's uh it is definitely springtime here in middle tennessee and we thank you all for joining in and listening to us today um in the sports world right now, we've got two major things are happening. Well, we've got one as far as horse racing goes. You know, last weekend was steeplechase. This weekend is Being the uh, – Kentucky Derby. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> last weekend <laughs> – I got, I got that reversed. Last weekend was Kentucky Derby. This weekend is the Iroquois Steeplechase in Nashville okay. at Percy Warner Park where it is uh, – and that's the way it works. First Saturday in May is Kentucky Derby. Second Saturday in May is the Iroquois Steeplechase uh, at Percy Warner Park in Nashville, Um, and it's some terrific, uh, terrific steeplechasing, uh, which is uh, horse racing over jumps. I can say basically
2: it's cross country horse racing
1: over fences. Well, it's it's an oval, it's an oval type track. It's not necessarily; it can be.
2: Well, it's the country the track, country the track right. can be
1: cut out of yeah. hillsides and, and and so forth um, it's not exactly an oval that you would find at most traditional tracks like Churchill Downs yeah. or whatever and then there are a certain number of uh, fences on the on the steeplechase side uh brush or, or brush fences which is pretty much where the uh, fences that they jump have a uh, foliage across the top like like cedar or something so when they jump it uh, i mean the bottom part is wooden and then the top is brushed so when the horses jump their hooves their their front yeah. feet will kind of and back will brush through the brush and, and won't bang on the jumps now there is a there are timber races where uh they the jumps are exactly that they're made of timber and um and all the jumps in that race are uh basically, nah, I wouldn't say they were probably maybe three and a half to four feet high, right. something like that. The timbered is. Yeah. Um
2: definitely where the horse can get over it. Oh, without, absolutely. Without
1: because they're running they're pretty much running at full speed. Right. You know. Now they'll now they'll they'll collect themselves a little bit uh as as they approach the jump. The jockeys will pull back on them, slow them down, and kind of get them into the right stride in order to approach a fence. Um, and the reason I know all this, because I've, I've been going to the Iroquois since I've been 10 years old. For, so for 50 years, I've been going to the Iroquois. Uh, we also raised a couple of steeplechasers on our farm. Um, as a matter of fact, we won uh, the Frost Hunter steeplechase in the Iroquois. Um, with a horse named uh, Dream Cottage um, many, many years ago. And I'm talking about mid, early to mid-70s. So uh, it's going to be a big weekend in Nashville. Uh, If you're anywhere, if you're not going to the steeplechase, uh, the Iroquois, just off of Old Hickory Boulevard, which connects over on the west side of Nashville and also right off of Hillsborough Road that leads into Green Hills out of Franklin, Uh, stay away from there because, (laughs) let me tell you what, you're going to be – You're going to get gummed up in the traffic. Oh, man, you're going to be so mad if you you pull up in the family truckster with the kids and you're trying to get somewhere in a timely fashion and you forget that the Iroquois steeplechase is going on. Now, another thing that goes on, uh, and for some reason, Williamson County has their – rodeo and their rodeo parade on the exact same weekend, every weekend as the Iroquois. Now, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, the Iroquois probably pulls in. I would say
2: that the crowd that comes, if they're trying to play off of each other, the crowd that goes to the steeplechase is not quite the same crowd that goes to the rodeo. I,
1: I And I agree with that. However, the traffic situation is... Yeah. Yeah, is, is bad either is, way. It's a, is a nightmare, <laughs> you know. Uh, if you're trying to get through Franklin because they're closing down, so you get through Franklin like we are from Murray County to Percy Warner Park, Old Hickory, Old Hickory that way, uh, you have to kind of zigzag around and through the city of Franklin around the Franklin Rodeo Parade to get to uh you need to know the, the
2: back way and
1: and my guess is the people of the franklin rodeo weaves county rodeo probably don't care one bit uh what what type of
2: uh hey if you got to slow down going through franklin that's there as far as they're concerned that's that's not too bad probably a pretty good idea you may, idea. It may so stop you off and get go, to buy something
1: go the, go the <laughs> other way so uh but anyway, that that's what's going on this weekend, and it's always a big time. And if you go to the Air Corps, remember, uh, designate someone to drive.
2: I'm gonna say, is it the and, same? Is it the same fashion show that the? Uh, oh, it's the that the Kentucky Derby. Oh, it's
1: in? it's it's right up there with yeah. it. Absolutely, okay. I, I figured it might be. It's a it's a it's a see and be seen type yeah. uh, affair. Um, I know that, uh, the, and the prices. Uh, for the box seats, uh, have just been going up and up. And I think the box seats are now uh, well over $1,300 for the day. And it seats eight people. So, you know, roughly a couple hundred dollars a seat to watch, I don't know, six or seven horse races. Um, And it's a – don't get me wrong, it's a fun day. And also, it's for a great cause. Vanderbilt Children's Hospital gets the majority of that money. Uh, at least I hope they do, and um, you know you. It, it, it's just kind of a Nashville tradition. Oh, yeah. It's a fun day to get out it's, there with it's, your friends. It's been I mean,
2: a Nashville tradition a lot longer than some of the other traditions. Oh, absolutely. They, they've been the race has been here for a, absolutely. Like, at least I know. 50 years. Well, I know. If not long, yeah, probably. Like I said, it. I'm fifty,
1: and I rem- the first. Me- first memories I had probably was about seven years old. So, uh, so, so 53 years ago, I know I was there and I know it had, it's grown and grown and grown since then, obviously, but I know that, uh, you know, it's a big deal. It's for a good cause. And it went on quite a few years before then. So, like I said, like you said, just just it's for those a national us. tradition. It's going to be on TV. Channel two is yeah. going to carry it. I think. That's channel two. And um, so, you know, it, it, it's a fun way to spend the afternoon, and uh, I just hope the rain holds out. It's an 80% chance yeah, on Saturday. No, that's, I mean,
2: you know, I what's, remember. What's the, what's the history behind the term steeplechase? Are you, the, are, you're aware of that?
1: The steeplechase, <clears throat> the term steeplechase in the old days, um, uh, in England, I believe, in Ireland, in places where – you know, horses were raised, and they obviously raced each other. Uh, they would have – churches had steeples on them, right? So a church steeple. And so on – as you look, you knew that one parish or region would have the Catholic Church of so-and-so, St. Peter's Catholic mm-hmm. Church of yeah. North, South, North Wales or whatever. And then the neighboring county or parish, whatever how they do that, would have the uh, Saint Anne's Church of, right, whatever. But normally these churches would have big, tall, high steeples. You know whether they would have bells on them or whatever the deal was, bells in them, mm-hmm. whatever the deal was. So steeple chasing was from one steeple to the no- to the okay. to the next. You see, so I that, was told it was
2: something that they would use. They would say, "Okay, they'd start at a certain point. It may be the the other church or whatever, right?" And they would basically say, "Well, where do I go?" And I said, "Just chase the steeple." That's right.
1: <laughs> That's right. And, they, the, and, they, and 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 you and you very well don't have to start at a church or the steeple. You can yeah. start so many miles away or kilometers, however they do that. Kilometers, I guess. Um, and you could you could start your race there, and race to. The, to the St. Church, right. right.
2: It was, it, that was the big that was the big right. landmark that they and used then, to orient themselves.
1: And also for people to gather that wanted to see the finish yeah. of the race, I'm sure they would say we're racing to St. Peter's church. church. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that would that, that would give them but that also a place to gather and be and
2: a lot of the jumps, you know, they were Go, I guess I would assume since sure. you're chasing a landmark, you would be going as direct line as you could, which sure. would take you across a lot of fields, yeah, and, and fences, have, and, and yeah, fences, and, and
1: therefore you would have you would be jumping over farmers' fences and, and so forth, and creeks, and, and stuff like and that. And the people that organize these races would set up coops, which is basically uh, if you can just imagine, say, you can imagine two four foot wide, eight foot long pieces of plywood and you just kind of lean them up against each other in a teepee fashion mm-hmm. with the fence underneath them. So then as, as, as you approached, you would look for, they probably painted them, uh, used, used, flagged them yeah. somehow to make your attention. And you would, you would, you would approach those coops and jump the fence just like in Fox. Hunting. Yeah. So That's they how they do Fox hunting. The, also. And I
2: think we didn't have to keep the horse from looking through the fence and not Reckon, right. I mean, you, know, you can see an obstacle there, so it's, sure. you know, it's a solid obstacle they'll go over it. If right. it's, Absolutely. If it's a, a fence that they can see through, they see may not see the other side. They yeah. may not necessarily make that judgment of when to jump.
1: And of course, nowadays, uh and back in those days, I don't know how prevalent wire fencing was used or whatever the deal was, but I mean, for a horse to gauge trying to jump over wire fencing, yeah. it just was not a good idea. So they, so they, what they did was, and in fo- in fox setting too, like I said, they would just take wood and planks and build like a small, uh, a coop or, or a a tent like thing over the the section of the fence that they were supposed to jump. So
2: they could see it, yeah. Mm-hmm
1: and okay. go from field to field just a, just a little piece. You know, a
2: yeah. little little yeah, bit of history Steeple there chasing steeple chasing has a been around for a racing.
1: very 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 long time yeah. it's a I
2: different mean, type of racing than what most people think horse racing you know absolutely is. and, and what's I, it, I compared it to cross country racing which is
1: which is pretty much pretty what it is yeah. i would say cross country and and steeplechase the old style right. steeplechase going from point a to a steeple was, you know, maybe three
2: race,
1: miles right. away, four miles away. Because what people have to realize is that the steeplechasing, you know, you're, I think the final, the Iroquois, the big race, uh, that, that the at the end of the day uh, on Saturday, um, I want to say that race is like three miles long.
2: Yeah, it's a long. And the
1: Kentucky yeah. Derby is like a mile and a quarter. And a quarter, yeah. So, you know, you're talking about stamina and you're talking about, you know, riding a, and riding along and then and then you want to put in about eighteen you want to put in about eighteen fences
3: right. to jump, brush you're, fences, you're, and you're using jump within that three miles.
2: You're definitely using a different horse for the steeplechase race than yeah. you are for the for the Kentucky Derby race. Absolutely. Right.
1: You have to have and, and not to say I mean, listen, when you get when you talk about Kentucky Derby and just horses that run in races leading up to Kentucky Derby, not only Kentucky Derby. They are well fine tuned, in shape animals, don't get me wrong. But when you talk about a horse going three miles.
2: And, and jumping and, barriers.
1: And normally normally for about two and a half miles, it's a very kind of galloping, kind of this uh, deliberate pace, not not a not a frenzied pace like in a in a shorter, uh, flat track, like pace it, themselves like,
2: like long distance runners. That's right.
1: So what you have, to, what you try, what you try to do is you try to hold back, hold your horse back, get over the fences as well as you can, put yourself in position for that last stretch to the wire, and then you ask your horse, "Come on, here we go." You know, we've really got to go. And I tell you what, in Nashville, uh, at Percy Warner Park, they have what they call Heartbreak Hill, which is which is the last coming off the back stretch that big long wide wide turn to your left it's all uphill and then and then you've got about two you've got about two fences once you top that hill that is coming straight down the wire and that's when you really see the jockeys asking their horses to giddy up because that's when you that's when you need them the most and hell, they've already run two and a half miles. Right. I'm sure the horse's going. Good Lord, man, what do you want out of me? You know, <laughs> and and like us, and like I said before, I said uh, like I said before, I said the greatest thing that my dad told me, and he was a huge thoroughbred racehorse fan. He said the greatest thing about thoroughbreds, as compared to professional athletes of today, and my dad passed away a few years ago, or professionally the other day, he said. They don't, you know, they don't want millions of dollars. They don't want shoe endorsements. They don't want, you know, they don't want fancy cars. All they want is a bucket of oats when they get through running their heart out, and some of them run till their heart bursts and have done that. But after they get through running as hard as as they can possibly go, all they want is a bucket of oats, oats to be cooled off, washed down, and basically loved and taken care of. And they are true athletes and thoroughbreds. So, um, you know, I'm not going this year. Uh, this is not my year to go. So I'm not going. Uh, we'll go next year. But uh, but it's something to look forward to. And you know what? I'm not wishing anything on anybody. But if it rains this year, then <laughs> may the luck of the Irish be with, with you. you. You know what I mean? So, anyway uh, – Okay, that's what's going on this weekend as far as uh, the Iroquois. I probably spent too much time talking about that, but it's fun. It's, yeah. it's part of Nashville learned history. And, I learned uh, something today. So, If you all want to have a good time and, and want to slide out there to the Iroquois, uh, races start uh, roughly around twelve thirty, one o'clock, something like that. I think with the big race going off at about four thirty, five 35 o'clock, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, if you're out there enjoying an adult beverage, someone to drive you home. Have a designated driver. And there's going to be – we've run into uh, – can't tell you how many times leaving the Iroquois. We have run into uh, safety checkpoints leaving the Iroquois, uh, courtesy of the Williams, Williamson County Sheriff's Department, which is great. They're doing their job, making sure everybody's safe on the road and not, uh, not too inebriated uh, that they are being – can't handle their automobiles or putting someone else at risk. So get a designated driver and, and have a big time and uh, pick out a horse or two and throw some money in the pot, and you never know. You might win a few dollars. Who knows? And parimutuel betting is not legal in Tennessee at this point. So be um, careful
2: about how you do that. Now I can, you know, I
1: can I can be on the I can be on a, on an on app like Twin Spires, right? Which is run out of Louisville. I can bet I can bet Churchill Downs. All, I can bet any track in basically in the world. I can bet tracks in Japan if I want through Twin Spire, Twin Spires, but I can't place a bet on the biggest steeplechase race in the country on Saturday in Nashville, Tennessee, because Tennessee does not have pari betting, and you know they don't have. Casino gambling either, so we'll see. We'll see how long Tennessee holds out and, and keeps pushing back on that. It might be. I don't know. I would say I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm gonna say in five years, we've got sports betting, In five years we'll have casinos. I mean, you know, I'm just. I'm
2: sure they're probably studying pretty carefully about these states that have just recently implemented. You know the the casinos and 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 stuff sure. like that. I know Oklahoma allows the the Indian tribes to run casinos. Yeah, there within yeah. their reservations within their areas. Of course, of course, Mississippi's had it for a while with, with Tunica. Um, well, I mean, Tennessee's it, you know, surrounded, right? right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, Tennessee and is now surrounded. surrounded by- the the north of the north of the Tennessee border, you've got Kentucky Downs and the Mint and. Uh, uh, the Oaks, or whatever it's called, and they've got tons of slot machines and all that. And then south southwest, you've got Tunica, Mississippi. You've got, you know, uh, Arkansas. The whole state of Arkansas yeah. has got it legalized. Um, so, you know, there's yeah, plenty south of. Pla- land, if you're not, right. if you're not, if you're a Tennessean and you're looking to gamble, you probably don't have to go too far. No. You know what I mean? Especially
2: so- with the skate being so skinny north and south. It's not now, much. It's not a now, long, if it's you're not a a long either sport
1: way. In a game on sports, you're right. You're sitting right in the hot spot. You know, that's what's, you know, that's, that's the big deal now. Okay. Our, uh, our first break's coming up. This is the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined by Coach Mike. And a uh, couple of minutes, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about the NBA basketball playoffs. Uh, we're in the midst of them. And uh, we'll go over a little NHL hockey, also on the way back, uh, or on our when we come back. Uh, give us about two, three minutes. A
4: good night, that
1: And welcome back into the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike, and it is Thursday, May eleventh. That's one 1-1, 11th. And uh, man, you know, I, I, I where has when, this year gone? I don't know. You know, I mean, it is flown. You know, by. the old saying goes: when you're a kid. Uh, Christmas, you know, comes around once a year, right? Obviously, for all of us, Christmas yeah. comes around once a year. But when you get older, it seems like it, it seems well, like it comes twice a year because because time flies so fast. Well, that there, there's there's
2: fast. also I mean, that ridiculous. perspective. The difference the difference in perspective though, when you're talking to a five year old kid, a year is twenty percent of their life.
1: Sure. That's so. That's okay. A but,
2: but, but when you're sixty years old, one he,
1: year, it's five, when, 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 yeah, point, whatever,
2: 05 percent of your life, or something math. like that. Yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I can't figure that out. But it's it's a much one and a half. So it does percent, seem to go know. a little. You know, your perspective has
1: changed. No, well, well, that so, makes, that makes total sense to me. Uh, but anyway, uh, last night in the NBA, uh, the New York Knicks. Held on and were not eliminated. They beat uh, the Miami Heat at home, one twelve to one zero three. The Knicks covered in that game. Matter of fact, I think they were three and a half point favorites. They ended up covering. Miami now leads us series three to two, and they will go back to a uh, to Miami for game. Let's see here, six probably. Yes, Friday. That'll be Friday for game six. Last excuse me, last night was game five. And also last night, the Golden State Warriors held off being eliminated by the Los Angeles Lakers as they won at home, 121 to 106 over the Lakers. And Golden State uh, was favored by seven and a half, eight points last night, which I thought was a lot being down three to one in the series, but that just shows you what Vegas knows. And they made Golden State a seven-and-a-half to eight-point favorite, depending on where you get bet that line. And sure enough, they taught, uh, went in there and taught the Lakers a lesson. Now, in that game, Anthony Davis, the star, uh, along with LeBron James, King James for the Lakers, took a pretty wicked shot to the head from Kevin Looney of the Golden State Warriors uh, with about 7.34 left in the fourth quarter and at this time, the Lakers were down 14, um, and they obviously never recovered, uh, being losing the game by 15. But AD left the court immediately. And uh, through reports from TNT that was carrying the game, uh, broadcasting the game, uh, Anthony Davis was put in a wheelchair. Now, you know – whether whether that was just precautionary, I was going to
2: may- say that may be. Well, you know now, who knows? It's-
1: and, and let's let's be. I mean, the the NBA has has protocol, has co- concussion protocol to follow. Don't get me wrong. Uh, when referees see that a player is not steady on his feet, he kind of has that glazed-over look in his eyes. Same thing we had for high school basketball. Right. A high school basketball player falls down, uh, hits his head on the floor and kind of acts like he wants to get up but is a little unstable or you're talking to him and he's kind of lo- looking past you and not and not giving me eye contact, Then I then I've got to get that player over to the bench and say, Coach, you know – we we need I need I need a sub for him. You need to get somebody put, to look at him before we put him back in the game. I don't think he's quite has football, all the sense.
2: Football referees had the same okay had had the same responsibility. And I'm uh, so. and,
1: and I'm sure what we're talking we're talking the difference between high school and professional, uh, and then there's college in between. But I would say the NBA. Probably deals with a lot less concussions and and having to put a player through concussion protocol than the NFL, obviously. Oh yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I mean, the NFL is.
2: Yeah, there's now there's a lot of contact that goes on, and there's a lot of you know banging and and stuff. But uh, they also know they also know that you know being able to play is their livelihood, and they don't want to get in a situation and in. in uh, and, unless somebody takes a big tumble into the into the, the basket brace or right, whatever, right. or onto the floor, typically you're not you know the elbow to the forehead or something like. Or that they take
1: or, be- or they set up take some type of. Uh- some type of charge situation, yeah. and they're, and they're, they're, they're truck, just not trucked that many. over and they snap their – you know, they yeah. have the kind of whiplash motion, yeah. and the back of their head hits a court. There's so not as
2: many opportunities in, in basketball to get the head banged around as sure. much as there is in football.
1: Well, A.D., uh, Anthony Davis, took that shot to the head last night and, like I said, left the game in midway through the fourth quarter. Of course, the Lakers were already down by 14. They did not recover. Um, and they will be going back to L.A., Friday for Game Six, uh, with the Lakers being up three two in that series. So, the Golden States in another must win situation. They've been in these situations before, uh, and they tend to do very well. But you know, uh, this is kind of a this is this this series is kind of a chippy series just because both of them are from the same state. Uh, both of them have you know major star power on on both teams. I mean, you've got Steph Curry, you've got Draymond Green, you've got Clay Thompson for Golden State. And then for the Lakers, you've got King James and Anthony Davis. Now Anthony Davis is with this what Possible, looks to be, looks yeah. to be a concussion after he kind of took the took a shot to the head from Kevin Looney. Uh technical foul was called. And so that's you know, that's kind of um what is all boiling up for Friday's game, um, in Los Angeles, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be something to watch. It's kind of like and like I said earlier, it's kind of like watching WWE on the basketball court. Uh, but you know, this is not scripted. I mean, this yeah. is this is do for they, all the marble.
2: Uh, do you think there will be some uh, retaliation?
1: Well, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see cuz you know you know it's kind of like hockey you know you don't go after you, they didn't go after you don't, they didn't players on Wayne Gretzky's team did not allow the other team yeah. to go up and and rough yeah. up Wayne Gretzky yeah you had enforcers you, you had what's and called and you had enforcers. defenders and you had you had protectors yeah. and, uh, and 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 they let it know if you if you mess with 99 you're going to you're yeah. going to pay the price well you also know? you know
2: it was so the same, Wayne Gretzky, it was the same basketball you know the old Chicago Bulls you know, Dennis Rodman made it known you weren't going to mess with Michael Jordan. That's right. Because if you do, you're going to you're going to deal with me too. And, and, and you know,
1: <laughs> and in football, uh, the offensive yeah, linemen, linemen take 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 the same pride in protecting their quarterback yeah. and not allowing any cheap shots or yeah. or the quarterback getting the business. You know, uh, right. So so we'll see what happens. Um, and like you said, there might be some retaliation Friday night uh, for that. But however. Uh, That'll be Friday, and also uh, New York travels to Miami, and Miami leads that series three to two. So New York Knicks are fighting for their playoff survival um, Friday night also. Uh, With the Lakers being the late game, Miami-New York being the first game, tip-off's probably roughly around 6.30, and then the Lakers will tip off uh, after that game is over on Friday. Now, game six tonight with the Philadelphia 76ers leading the series 3-2 to over the Boston Celtics. And this is at Philadelphia tonight, and Boston is favored by two and a half points. So, uh, I think Vegas is trying to get people to take Philadelphia plus the points at home, up 3-2. to two. Uh, But Vegas feels that those are good. there's going to be a – According to Vegas line, Boston favored tonight. There's going to be a game seven, which I think will be Sunday. I'm not sure. i have to look at that schedule. Uh, game six in the Denver Phoenix in the western side. Uh, Denver leads three to two in that series. And game six is tonight at the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Suns are favored by two and a half. And that game looks like it might go to game seven, according to according to Vegas. Um so we'll see what happens with that uh, in the NBA action in the NHL uh, last night. Toronto held on two to one over Florida, and they staved off elimination as Florida Panthers lead that series three to one in on the Eastern side in the second round. Of the NHL in the game four in the West second round. Las Vegas lost to Edmonton four to one, and that series is now tied up two to two. All right, we're coming up on our second break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake with Coach Mike on the board. If you guys will hang in two or three minutes, we'll be right back. Welcome back into the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio on the boards with Coach Mike, or by Coach Mike. And it is Thursday afternoon, May 11th, and folks, tonight, if you want a little, if want a little, if you want to get, if you want to get in a little early, early summer, not quite summer, but little. Middle of spring, little league action, hot action. I'm talking right here from Columbia, Tennessee, the Columbia Little League. Uh, first pitch is like five to thirty tonight. A double on, header, a double uh,
2: header, right? A double header. Uh, again, as, as mentioned, first pitch is at five thirty. It's on WKRM, our sister station, uh, 103.7. Uh, but uh, uh, Lou Maddox and T Willie. We'll be making the call for those games, and uh, they and they can that.
1: also watch it.
2: Well, uh, probably not today because of the threat of rain. Okay, okay. the okay. video gets a little bit uh, gets okay. a little bit shaky with. But the rain normally, and stuff. If,
1: if it's a clear, clear beautiful, dry we night, we started
2: to do that. Yeah. We
1: we here at WKOM and WKRM one hundred three point seven, the sister signal to one hundred one point seven, which is what you're listening to now. As if you didn't know that uh but every Thursday night they are carrying Columbia Little League baseball
2: started uh, live at yeah, 5 30 a double right. header and it's good baseball I mean
1: so tell you tell the grandparents tell the cousins tell your friends
2: this this is the league if you can't make league. it out
1: the park you can listen to it right here live or you can listen to it at the park on 103.7 FM and then if it's clear enough, we're going to broadcast it in HD, baby, on tennesseesportsnet.com. And our on good, our
2: website Our as good well. friend
1: Greg Bradley yeah. is handling that for us. And it will be broadcast, you know, yeah. video, man. I mean, that's. And this you know is when the I played for one, this I, is this, Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry, but this is the same league that leads eventually to the Little League World Series. This is the, this, the these are the leagues yeah. that help start determining all that. And, you know they league, and then they have their district tournaments following these leagues, and, and stuff like that. So this is, uh, you know, if you you want to get on the ground floor and you get to follow things, and then when they when the Little League World Series. You've you've seen that level, sure. You've seen that level, and and then you get to see the top level. Plus, it's great.
1: You know, if you've got a you've got a nephew or niece, uh, grandson, granddaughter, whoever, a family member, a friend that plays in the Columbia Little League, check with call your friend up, call your brother, sister, whoever, uh, and check and see. If they're playing tonight, and you can listen to – if you can't make it out of the ballpark, you can listen to them on 103.7. And in the future, if there's no threat of rain and it looks nice and clear, you can actually catch it streamed at tennesseesports.com. Yeah, Tennessee,
2: Tennessee Sports Net.
1: Dot com. Com. You Ten, got to spell that all the way out. Right, you got to spell Tennessee, to spell all, the Tennessee all the way out. You got to spell Tennessee all the way out, tennesseesportsnet.com. How exciting also- is that in case in case you live uh, or wherever, or you might have a family member that lives in Bumble, and you and you call them up and you say, hey, man, you want to watch uh, Charlie play baseball tonight? It's streaming on tennesseesportsnet.com com and you can watch it live tonight Thursday night cuz they're carrying a double header
2: And it's also being you know, it will also be shown on our website at frontporchradiotn.com as okay. well on our Facebook page. On the
1: Facebook so, page. Right. So it's W-K- on both. It's w- on both whichever one you want. frontporchradio.com, right? W-K-
2: frontporchradiotn.com.
1: Okay. All right. So you can pick it up there too. That's right. But that's, that's pretty darn exciting. That's now, right. what about the lady? What, what happened to the Lady uh, Lions?
2: They had a heartbreaker. Uh, <laughs> two, let's see. That's Tuesday night. Um, and, two nights ago. Uh, yeah, two nights ago. They they played independence in the loser's bracket of the district tournament. Had a great game. Uh, just just a really nip and tuck game. Tied 2-2 two to two going into the uh, bottom of the sixth inning. Um, gave up a sing a uh, solo home run to Independence. And couldn't recover and then well they almost recovered with they in their half of the seventh inning I guess that was the top of the seventh because Columbia was the home team in the bottom half of the seventh inning Columbia which is the
1: last inning right, for girls softball
2: in the bottom half of the seventh inning Columbia had there had runners at third. Had the tying run at third, the winning run at second, which, who was Savaya Morgan, the fastest girl probably in, yeah. in the state. You know, if, if you Great got a base basketball player. With one out. And they had the number three and number four hitter coming up to bat. You know, just everything you wanted for the big rally. Set up. And had a strikeout and a ground out to short team. Oh, my. <laughs> just a heartbreaker. And so the season's just, over. Yes. Season ended. Uh, that eliminated them from the district. You know, you had to, you had to finish in the top two. And that took them out. Well, I'm of the sorry department. to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. so sorry about that. But uh, uh, again, whether permitting, yeah, uh, we'll permitting next
1: year, yeah, whether permitting the
2: uh, Columbia Central boys did qualify for regions, and they will be playing Friday night. Uh, tomorrow at, night. Uh, tomorrow night at Central. Uh, Barry Duke and I will be uh, covering that game on the radio. Do you know their? I don't know the time. We're still you know trying who? to figure out. He, they're playing Centennial. Okay. Uh, Centennial is the champion of the other of the opposing district, and. Uh, Columbia was uh, was the runner up, and they get to host the game. Uh, Centennial does. Oh, so they're it'll going be to at, Centennial. Oh, you're going to Centennial. To, going okay, to I got Centennial you. Centennial to to broadcast that game again, weather permitting, um, and uh, we'll see how that goes. That'll be that'll be our game of the week broadcast on 101.7
1: tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Well, c- congratulations to the to the uh, Columbia High School Lions, and uh, good luck to them moving forward. Coach Pickle normally has that has that team ready to go come tournament time. Uh so we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Now, uh I in the past I've uh, oh, this is this is one one note that I you uh in major league baseball real quick, Mike, I want to tell you about this guy named Kyle Farmer for the Minnesota Twins. Have you heard about this guy? He was reinstated, just reinstated from a 10-day injured list on Yesterday, after missing 25 games, okay, he was hit in the face by a 91 mile an hour fastball from Chicago White Sox White Sox pitcher Lucas Giolito. He hit Farmer in the face with the 91 91 mile per hour fastball, which required 35 stitches. And four root canals and wires to wire back his teeth to put him in the right spot after being hit in the face with a 91-mile-an-hour fastball. Mm-hmm. Kyle Farmer from Minnesota Twins, we wish him the best. And after doing after being hit like that, Mike, I don't know if I could step back in the, in the box. Or
2: yeah, that that, that takes a, a different level of courage. I'm sure he's, you
1: know. Also, Jalen Carter, the number nine overall pick from the Georgia uh, Bulldogs. Is now been named in a $40 million lawsuit by Devin Willock Sr. His son was killed in that car accident after the Bulldogs won their national championship. Two cars seemed to be racing. Mr. Carter was in the other car, uh, and also uh, Miss LaCroix that worked for the University of Georgia was driving. She was also killed, and her estate is being sued by the Willock family. Um, So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Tonight, The NFL releases their schedule so we can see where all our favorite NFL teams, including the Tennessee Titans, are playing. So pay attention to that. That comes on ESPN at ESPN2 at 7 o'clock. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and for Coach Mike, we out.